Richard, so the importance of realistic pricing your home, does it matter? That's the big question, Richard, isn't it? Uh, if I talk uh, to market our discussion, the importance of realistic pricing if you want to sell. Yeah, that's the important thing. I think if, if you really want to sell your property, you need to be realistic about the, the pricing of the property and, and getting that right price point to attract the right buyers. Um, and we've spoken about it previously about, um, do you know what, a lot of agents still do this, uh, like just before the, if it's, say it's 200,000, then they'll do, a, a hundred thousand and ninety-five or ninety-nine or whatever, and it's like nine 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 five. And that's silly because they don't understand then the price bra uh, price bracket and, and where the search engine then takes people mm -hmm. to when they're, they're searching for property in certain price brackets and things as well. Absolutely. So that's something to think about. Yeah. So what we're going to cover today really is give you a bit of an insight into the UK property landscape. You know, it's experienced significant shift. I think we've all seen that over the last couple of years. Um, in October 2021, for instance, there was 424,809 properties. So basically, 425,000 properties for sale throughout the UK. That now stands at 664,780. Yep. That's a 56.5% rise. That's quite significant, That's isn't it? Jump. Yeah, definitely. Quite significant. So looking at the number of properties for sale in the UK, comparison to October 21, mm -hmm. 111,000 properties were sold subject to contract. But in October of 2023, that figure has dropped to 88,737 properties sold subject to contract. That's a reduction of 20%. So it's definitely worth delving into this and getting an understanding of what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, and that maybe it makes you think to yourself, like then the drop in property sales could have just been an October, like an October of this year thing. Mm -hmm. um, so well, let's obviously look at the, the year to date figures, uh, for both, like you said, 2021 and then this year, 2023. I think that's why it's important because also, you know, we're talking here UK wide and as we go through the, the discussions today, we'll do that more regionally within Fife and give you a bit of an insight to that as yeah. well. Um, but I think if we look at the number of property sales, the number of properties that sold year to date at the end of October, 2021 was basically just short of 1.3 million. Mm -hmm. um, fast forward to October 2023, and that number of property sales reached 933,000. So it's a bit of a difference. That's a reduction of 25.44%. But what does that really mean? Well, with the number of properties coming to the market for the sales in the UK increasing, contrasting against the decline of the house sales. So one's increasing, one's going down. So it's kind of two negatives working in, in a separate way. It's easy to find ourselves in a peculiar environment regarding the property market. And what does that really mean for you as an individual? So before we discuss that, we want to look at the picture closer to home. So that gives you a bit of an insight and see if the same occurrings that we're seeing that are happening locally are what we're seeing nationally. So it's good to that, give you a bit of a feel for that. 
that is really important and we, we talk a lot of the stats and things we go through on shows and things that they are the uk and that is it's good to look at the whole country as a whole but i think fife has got such a wee micro market of its own mm -hmm. as well and it's good to break it down for our market in particular itself because it is, it is sometimes slightly different from the rest of the country mm -hmm. although the, the the stats that pulled in um are good comparisons but it does include cities and things like that as well whereas we're really different from that as well so it's good to get mm -hmm. a breakdown um so and our postcodes and things as well which you're about yeah. to do so definitely and i think that's really helpful for people as well if they're considering whether or not they want to sell or in fact actually if you're on the market and you're starting to be concerned what does it really mean and mm -hmm. you know gives you insight as to well are you being realistic with what you're waiting for and is it being re realistically priced mm -hmm. so good for you to have a good insight as to what that means and how it impacts yourself so what does that mean in regards to where we are with property so if we look at postcodes as you say richard it's good to get a feel for it but if the five starts and we're talking about ky1 to ky16 is what really kind of covers five predominantly yeah um, if we look at them in year on years so october 21 there were on average 1,354 properties for sale in Fife area. In October 22, that number increased to an average of 1,850. Mm -hmm. And then if we go to October 2023, it's just short of 2,100. So, right, so that would mean that 50, just about 55% more mm -hmm. Fife homes are on the market today than there was two years ago. Correct. Roughly, I think that's just it should be a bit right so then what about what about property sales then well absolutely I mean it's all very well saying what is available but what is actually selling is what matters because it's the transactions that we always kind of yeah. judge is it a healthy market and we base that on the transactions don't we so if we look at property sales in October of 21 there were 621 properties sold in five in October 22 it was 514 and in October 23, it was 541. So then that would mean, so we're, we're then around about 13% fewer homes mm -hmm. sold in October this year than there was two years ago in 2021. Correct, absolutely. Yeah. And that actually does tie in when we look at what we do in the Sunday update, doesn't it? Because our Sunday update generally is sitting around about 85%. So we uh -huh. look at what's coming to market versus what we're selling is sitting around anything between 80 and 90 percent and we would say anything really above 80 is is still a healthy market yeah yeah definitely so then looking at those stats and things then what does that what does that all mean for five homeowners in particular then well for five homeowners in particular i think what it'd be good to do is actually look at okay they're the numbers that are coming to market they're the numbers that have sold but what does it mean in your area because mm -hmm. Fife, again, as you said earlier on, Richard, it is a little bit of a cosmo, and we've got little microclimates within each point of Fife, haven't oh, we? Definitely so it, does, is, yeah. it definitely changes. So out of those ones in October, so when we look at October 21, 22, and 23, we can see that there's kind of an increase and decrease in certain areas. But if we have a look at where it is in actual impacts, um, if we go to East Nook, for instance, as a starting point, yeah. when we look at the number of properties coming for sale so if we go back to east nuke stats and basically look at well what did come from market in october 21 there was 87 properties for sale in east mm -hmm. nuke in october 22 it was 96 okay. and then in october 23 it was 109 yeah so where we saw on average 54.7 percent more homes on the market today than two years ago in five as far as the east nuke is concerned it was 25.3 percent 
Right. Now, the 25% sounds a lot, but actually when you're looking at eight to seven houses in 21 versus 109 houses, it actually isn't that many. No, no. Because you're working in transactions rather than percentages and percentages can skew it. So I think it's important to look at the numbers as well. So that's 25.3% more East Nuke homes on the market today than there were two years ago. Yeah. Versus five wide at 54. So there's a big mm -hmm. difference when you look at it like that. If we look at then what was sold in the East Nuke, for instance, so again, we said in five, 621. Well, in the East Nuke, there was 39 sold in October of 21, 24 sold in October of 22, and in October of 23, it was 19. So that's 51.3% fewer East Nuke homes sold in 23 than they did in October 21. But again, realistically, when you look at the actual unit numbers of transactions, yeah. 39, 24, 19. So whilst that sounds like a big jump, actually, in the reality, it's not a massive impact. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, what we're seeing. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to cover off some of these stats for some of the other areas of Fife, Richard, just to give some people an idea? Um, I've not got them in front of me, so you could do yeah. <laughs> No, that's fine. So that was East Nook. If you look at St Andrews, 21, they had 103 properties were up for sale. Yep. In 22, it was 167. In 23, it was 191. So that was 85.4% more St. Andrew's homes on the market today than two years ago. Yeah. Now that's is, quite a bit different. Which is what you would what you would expect for that area anyway. Yeah, yeah. You would expect that because you've got a higher price point as well and a lot of yeah. changes there. But again, 103 versus 191, that that is, you can see that's kind of doubling up almost where you didn't see that in East yeah. Nuke. So again, if we look at what then property sales that took place in St. Andrews. In October 21, it was 35 sold. Yeah. In 22, it was 30. And in 23, it was 31. So again, that's 11.4% yeah. fewer St. Andrews homes sold in 2023 versus 2021. But again, when you look at that, that's 31 versus 35. So then you yeah. suddenly think, well, hang on, what does that really look like for me? Doesn't really impact that much. And then no, we're going no. to go and this. The actual average properties for sale in the area in 21 was 135, in 22 it was 176, in 23, 230. 70% increase. Now those numbers are starting to make a difference because again, yeah. versus 21 and 23, what we're seeing in Glen Office is actually double. Yeah, and, and that that is what I would expect. And because uh, I know there's been a lot of activity in Glen Office and the Glen Office area. Yeah, so there very that, much has been. That makes sense to me, but, uh, and and mm -hmm. probably yourself as well, because we know what's been going on in these certain areas. What Definitely. about um, what about the leave mouth area like KYA and? Yeah, so leave mouth area. Um, if we look at leaving, we are in October twenty one. It was one hundred twenty houses. In October twenty two, it was one hundred sixty six. And then on October 23, it was 172. And again, that's what we're seeing. So we've definitely seen an increase there. So that's 43.3% increase in the leave mouth area. Properties yeah. available on the market today than there were mm -hmm. two years ago. When I mean, we look at the sales as well, actually quite healthy. So October 21 was 56 properties sold. Mm -hmm. In 22, it was 52. In 23, it was 47. So 16.1%. So that's one of the lower ones yeah. in the park, but actually slightly higher than the average. But again, when it's 56, 52, 47, yeah, you're only talking one or two to shift and that. So. And although it's lower than the, the other areas like St Andrews and East Newcombe and Glen Office, it is still higher than the, the, five, the, the average, so. Correct, yeah. correct. So actually overall in those areas, performing quite well with that. 
So I would be so, fair to say that the, the, the surge in available properties leads to increased choice for prospective buyers and things, um, mm -hmm. which is a welcome relief um, from two years ago when there was a limited choice of uh, from from home buyers, uh, for home buyers, should I say. Yet, on the flip side, the increased competition among sellers uh, is making it harder to stand out in a crowded market. Very much so. And we, we are hearing and seeing that every day, to mm -hmm. be honest with you, Richard, when we're out and about, you've seen that a lot. And you're right to compare that with kind of 22 versus 21, because post-COVID, nobody expected yeah. what happened to happen. Yeah. And absolutely, buyers basically were snapping up anything as soon as it moved, whereas now, actually, as a buyer, you've got a little bit more of a choice. Um, so you can maybe, rather than have your flexibilities of saying, well, actually, it doesn't tick all of my boxes, but it ticks 90% of them, so yeah. that's the one I'll go for. Now people are actually shopping around a little bit more. So it does it's taken a little bit longer. Where things were selling in between two and three weeks, it's taken maybe between six and eight, depending on the property. Just, yeah, things are still moving, but it's just taken that a wee bit longer. But you you're right, on the on the on the back side of lockdown and, and the pandemic and or the, I mean what people or what the media kind of portrayed as what the what we were entering into, it was like mm -hmm. it was scary. And and then it just went the completely opposite direction. Uh, and we had just this boom in market, and that's not what was um, that's not what was portrayed in the media and, and what we were heading into. So, mm. yeah, that was an interesting time. <laughs> but it's actually still a healthy market. We yes. talk about healthy market, anything of eight percent plus. Yes. And at the moment, eight to one point nine percent of five homers are still successfully selling and moving home, yeah. and that's just in the last twelve months. So it's still a strong market. Yeah, we see that, and then uh, we see that obviously on. A weekly our day-to-day -day weekly basis we still mm -hmm. see that obviously transactions and things are moving albeit mm -hmm. maybe just a little bit slower than they did previously mm -hmm. uh, and that's interesting when you compare that with the national average which is just shy of 55 percent as we said yeah so we're a lot higher fives a lot higher than that na national mm -hmm. average uh, and actually and when, you, when you really understand what that national average is telling you as well if you think that that's just over 50 percent mm -hmm. that's basically saying one in two houses are not selling yeah Whereas we're absolutely not seeing that. It's sitting at eight to one point nine percent in Fife at the moment. Yeah. And actually, two years ago, that number for Fife was sitting at eight to nine point eight percent. So actually, not much of a not reduction. That, it's it's not that bad. Seven Yeah. And certainly, when you when you hear people speaking, oh, now's no good time to sell. Oh, no, I'm going to wait till spring. Oh, there, you know, there's all these reasons. I think the thing I would always, always say is if your circumstances mean that you need to move, then go now. The time is now. I think that I was like, if people are thinking about selling, it's like, oh, I'll wait till spring or I'll wait till after Christmas or, do you know, and it's like, do you know, what? if you're at that position and it's look at it needs to be looked at on an individual basis and if the, your yeah. circumstances are requiring you to sell, then the time is now. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Regardless of what time of year it is and whether, whether there's a better time of year mm -hmm. to sell. Do you know what? Every mm -hmm. time of year has its advantages um, for sale and you just need to obviously have the right agent to capitalise on them as well. And I think Fife in, in itself, Fife, I mean, even with its rich history and its transport links and great schools and things, mm -hmm. it's always been an attractive destination for families and professionals alike. We've seen, we've seen a lot of that with people coming from cities and do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? People just looking for that that kind of get away from the bustle, but you're still close enough to, I mean, we're in Edinburgh under, under an hour, um, but with the increase in available properties and things, the unique selling uh, propositions could sometimes be overshadowed uh, if we don't position 
our houses uh, of homes correctly when, when marketing and things as well. Absolutely. And that brings me on to ask you, like, I mean, what are the dangers of overpricing your home in fact when you're marketing? It's a massive issue and it's something that we constantly come against. Um, but I think before we get into the dangers of that, I think it's really important for anyone out there who's considering selling the yeah. property. Whenever an agent comes out, has that agent evidence to you what that property mm -hmm. is like that? Or have yeah. they just come up with a number? Plucked a figure out there instead of doing it. Because if, that, if they have just plucked the figure, to use your words, then actually you could have done that yourself. So yeah. you really need to have an agent that can robustly demonstrate to you where their knowledge has come from and have they got a good relationship locally with the surveyors as well so that they can really give you some great insight as to the true value of your house. Because actually the pitfalls, as you say, which we'll cover now, it can be quite destroying for you because it's a big thing, isn't it? It's an emotional thing selling your house. And there's generally emotion driving the circumstances to get yeah. you to that point. So it's very stressful, isn't it? So and the last thing you want to do is go at the wrong price. Yeah, it is. It's a really big mistake. And I think if you've got the wrong agent, that's what will happen. And just before you move on to uh, overpricing and things, the um, the market and Fife, is, uh, it's especially, I think we realise this. And if you've got an agent who's kind of really involved in, in, in the market and boots on the ground and in the streets and in the properties, it's so it's become so um, finite that it's actually down to sometimes not even just the street, it's down to the individual property. Do you know, they used to go by postcode and like, let's price and go, things, everything in this postcode is going to be this price and everything. But we're seeing, and, and I see it in lettings and things as well, it's like we're right down to not just the street, even just individually. Like one property, the one end could be this price and the other property, but it's what the actual individual property is and it's, it's, um, it's having that uh, knowledge and understanding to price it correctly. And if you've got a good agent, they'll know how to do that. A, lo a good local agent. Because we don't want people from the cities trying to value. I've never been in Fife or walked up the streets trying to do valuations. It just does not yeah. work. It doesn't work. It's interesting you say that, actually, because I had that exact situation today and also yesterday. So I did all my groundwork, yep. did all my comparables, looked at all the square meters of you know, the £1,000 per square meter of the average house that was yeah. selling in that street. Then I get there and I'm like, okay this wow. is a bit different <laughs> because you've got this whole extensive plot size that is not yeah. dissipated when you see it from the street it was like three more houses at the back of it so there's a lot of homework to do in understanding of that um again today i was in another property and for them again extensive garden they had a walled garden beautiful sea views so you know depending on you could be in one street and be on one side of the street and it'd be one thing and on the other side of the street it'd be something completely different in regards yeah. to the value so it really is about understanding all of that it makes a big big difference and really helps doesn't it yeah um, we, we could sit at a desk and do a, like a desktop valuation as, as such with a generally okay knowledge of what the price point is going to be but and especially in five because you get all weird and wonderful and unique properties and you walk mm -hmm. through that door and it could be something absolutely spectacular or, or even or even that could go the other way and then that mm -hmm. then has a big effect on the on the valuation and that's why you really need to have your agent on site doing the valuation as well yeah. to do one a desktop over a, an email or things as as just a general i mean it's an estimate and it's never going to be accurate unless you're on site looking around the property and seeing the actual benefits that mm -hmm. are available for that individual property yeah 100% so the dangers of overpricing yeah. your fight what does that mean here's where it gets really interesting I feel the vast database of property insights have accumulated over the years of course they have 
there's a recurring theme that comes with houses, with the sizes, the plots, etc. But when homeowners price their properties too high, especially in a saturated market, so you know it can have dire consequences. And we're talking saturated, but if you think even in your area alone, if you've got an increase of 20%, 30%, 40%, then you're competing against an extra. Yeah. People have got more choice. Yes. I'm, I'm driving around just now and you're seeing where you used to see one house in the street, maybe sometimes now you're seeing two or three and then yeah. suddenly you've got to compete with that. Um, and Leavenmouth is a great example of that, actually. If you think about Leavenmouth, if you even go into the room area, if you think of all of the Linwood Drives and Woodlands and all around yeah. the area, and all the houses are quite similar as in structure, size, etc. But they have different views. But that is pretty much for muchness, isn't it? So yeah. then suddenly if you want to coming up in that area, which wasn't happening before, then it's challenging for you, isn't it? So the price point is really vital. How does that have dire consequences? Well, the first thing that it's going to do is give you fewer viewings. So buyers, especially today's digital age, are more informed than they've ever been before. And I think that's something that we've really come up against and noticed a lot in the last 18 yeah. months to 24 months for ourselves. They compared the homes on the portals yeah, I've, I've seen a lot of people do that. You get to them and they're like, well, and, and you ask them, do you have an expectation? Have you, do you know, what, what would you like to achieve? No, no, I don't, I don't. And then, and then once you go through and they're like, okay, well, this is what I thought. And this is, so uh, they do already have um, a, a bit of knowledge of themselves. And it's easy, it's easy to do a, a general comparison on the portals and things as well. But like you say, it could be rows and rows of ex-local authority properties that from the outset look exactly the same, but inside they're yeah. not. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. So it does make a difference, but actually what it can do if people are, buyers are getting a little bit savvy with this. If they see that they think yours is overpriced compared to the others that are there, that are quite similar in their minds, straight away mm -hmm. it's a negative. They might not even give it a second look. They might not even come to view it. Yeah. So all those things that I'm saying earlier on about the fact that you've got all of this at the back or this huge plot or extensions, uh, if the person doesn't physically get to see it, it's gone for them, isn't it? So I think that's where you really need to make sure that you capture things properly and that you have a really good digital strategy as well. We talk about just portals there, but it's not just about the portals. It's having a good digital strategy. Yeah, and that's the advantage of like really done with a personal property tour. And it's like really in-depth and really picks up on all those additional mm -hmm. features and benefits of a property if it's got them to make it stand out from something different. And that that's, I mean, that should be catching your your buyers first and then leads them mm -hmm. into the just the normal listing as such um yeah. but yeah and that, that's something i mean you talk about the dire consequences and then that ends up if you've not got that right thing in place or you've not marketed it properly or and it is overpriced then you end up longer on the market uh, and mm -hmm. overpriced iphones tend to stay on the market a lot longer and um the longer the home is on the market the more potential buyers wonder what's wrong with it There's something wrong with us it's been on for x amount of weeks do you know and then and then and then it leads to obviously properties sitting too long in the market and then what happens mm -hmm. to them they go stale they become stale <laughs> yeah definitely they become stale um and the thing is if a property does become stale as well if i home the market too long loses its appeal to people and that's the thing yeah. it becomes stale it even reduces it even if you reduce price later people still have that negative thought in their head sometimes if you've left it for too long because they're thinking what's wrong with it okay yep. they've reduced the price but there are things wrong with it and so it's about making sure that you do get that correct starting point the initial buzz around your listing as well is also lost so you know it makes it really difficult then for the excitement to be coming to the market um 
definitely can't tell everyone else, which again is a negative. Um, yeah. Often leading selling at a much further reduced price than perhaps you'd ever intended to at the outset. Yeah, definitely. And that can harm you as well. Obviously, then, you have the initial thing with your 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 estate agent coming out is to get that good value understanding of what your property is because it helps you make decisions and choices about where you're going to go next, whether you're upsizing or downsizing. If you're downsizing, you'll have other things going on in life, so your numbers all matter, don't they? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, like you say, it's um, it's it's all about those initial days and and weeks where you you could have a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, and mm -hmm. if a property remains on the market and unsold, um, homeowners will miss out on favourable like mortgage rates possibly uh, for mm -hmm. their next purchase and their dream home, like you say, and um, that's maybe up for grabs at that time, they might miss out on that because it's obviously mm -hmm. sat for so long. So they're all things that are really, and it has, it has pretty dire consequences if you if you end up in that situation and, you're, and it could make selling your property such a negative experience when it really shouldn't be. Um, so that's, that's something, yeah, definitely. And then I think on the... You touched on, you touched on a really good point there, actually, Richard, um, about the fact that if you're looking to get a mortgage, etc., because, again, if a property does look like it's overpriced and has taken time, and then you may get an offer, but mm -hmm. standard offers will say if someone needs a mortgage, it's subject to them potentially having an independent valuation yeah. done, which they are the sole decider of what is independent and what's not. So if they go and get a valuation done and that valuation comes at a reduced amount, then actually it might actually impact the number that they can offer you for that house because suddenly their mortgage yeah. supplier is saying, well, actually, I'm not going to give you £200,000 for your mortgage now. Now I can only give you 180 because the price yeah. of the property is overpriced. What I mean by that is the person will only have a set amount of deposit. So if they suddenly then have to use up the deposit to pay for the actual structure of the house and can't pay over, then you've lost out as the seller, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That is a good point. And and the, uh, to be in that position would be quite dire because then you've lost out on your on your your next home and your dream purchase. And that brings us nice on to, I think, the power of the right pricing for your five home. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Um, and there are many benefits to correct, uh, correctly pricing your five home from the beginning, from the very start. Not only mm -hmm. does it attract more potential buyers, but it also increases the likelihood of multiple offers and potentially driving up the final sale price. Of your property mm -hmm. and that means a quicker sale uh, reducing your uncertainty and stress that accompanies the, uh, the selling process yeah definitely i think as well though you know there's some negative things that we've spoken about in here and it's really important to ignore the doom mongers oh, yeah, I think definitely. we talk about this a lot yeah, don't uh, listen to the media don't listen to social media yeah. It's all just clickbait, as we would say. Yeah. But it's important to remember that whilst we have seen a reduction in property sales in 2023 compared to 2021, the property market is in decent shape. Yeah. Um, it must be remembered that the total UK house price sales year to date to the end of October 2023 are only 94% of the prices from 2017, 18 and 19. So when you compare it like that, you know, it's still a strong position to be in. So whilst it's tough out there for some, and some must may be frustrated, it isn't as bad as some newspapers and media outlets are suggesting. Yeah. So again, it can only stress the importance of realistic pricing and making sure that your agent that you're working with is really understanding that and demonstrated it to you to give you that confidence at the outset. Yeah, that's so important. And I think if, like you said earlier on, Perry, if your agent isn't coming through the door and clearly demonstrating 
how they've got to the price point that they're they're uh, putting on the value of your property then there's something wrong they need to, they need to pack that up with evidence and like you said you go out to appointments and you've done all your bat work you've looked at the area you've looked at the street you've looked at the property itself the comparable sales you've looked at the square footage and and obviously and how much that is per square meter or whatever you do and mm -hmm. um, do you know if they can't demonstrate that to you then you've maybe not got the right person in, in your uh, in your room so and as a seller, do challenge because you know yeah. it's a big decision. It's your biggest asset that you're working yeah. with. Challenge whoever is coming out over your doorstep because it's their role in this process to give you the best guidance that they can give. So definitely challenge. That's what we're yeah. there to be done. Yeah. So what yeah, should five homeowners do? Yeah, we're talking about that. What should five homeowners do in questions? If you're considering selling your home in five, mm -hmm. research five property market as well yourself understand the current market dynamics see where your property stands you know we talked about you know doing comparables and looking on the, the websites um, it's really important to look at those portals and get a flavor for what's out there does it look like mine is it identical is it different where would yeah. i sit within that mix and um, look at this what is for sale and what's sold so again when you go on to right move not everyone may know this but it's when you go to right move on your apps if you're using your phone for instance there's a little icon that you can click as well that says sold stc so yeah. if you want to see what's happening sold it's important to, that to see what's available you won't see what's gone after the third sold but haven't yet completed will still be out there for you to get a good idea of what they look like so yeah. important to look at that as well um, research shows that properties in five sell are within one to two percent of the final asking price yeah That's if you standards if you're not using standard and someone's got a good media in regards to then it will be more than that. Seek professional guidance. Engage with an experienced estate agent who knows the property market. Their advice and pricing can be invaluable. We've talked quite a lot about that, haven't we, in regards to that? It can really be invaluable, yeah. And I think it's always important as well to, to be realistic. And remember, the goal is to sell your, your, your home in Fife, not to have it linger on the market um, so an attractively priced home often leads to a faster sale and probably an overall better outcome as well. A better experience as well for you. As we mentioned earlier, you don't want a stressful situation and a stressful experience by doing it. It's hard to make a decision to sell. If you're finding some as well, keeping the house ready, keeping it tidy. Um, as you know, we do a lot of shows. If you look for any kind of podcast, etc., decluttering, keeping, getting yourself 20 minutes, viewing way things there on our youtube channel so set will have a real look at that. yeah but the landscape as we've seen of the property market is ever changing we're always witnessing that while the increase in new properties is a challenge it also offers opportunities for those who navigate wisely and have a good place and it, let's not forget that you know we did a yeah. pre-portal for a property three. it's already it was in a high price point at 400 plus bucket so you know, buy that out there. So it's about getting that strategy right to begin. Um, my message for anyone who's looking to sell a property is: don't fall into the trap of pricing your home. Yeah. With the right strategy, back research and professional expertise, um, certainly it can be made so much easier. And your current scenario will have ensure your home finds its ideal buyer. That's what you want when you've made that decision, isn't it? So it's yeah. about making sure they have a robust plan in place. 
Yeah, that, that's that's definitely the the most important thing here. And I think, like we've said, if you are looking to sell your property, make sure you have the right agent. Question that agent. Make sure they're doing the right um, back work and things to value your property correctly. And they do actually have quite a good knowledge of the the market itself. So, um, I, I mean, you you could um, you could have an agent there that's like I say, just plucking prices out the or values out of the sky, but really you need to have somebody who knows what they're doing and that's the most important thing have the professional deal with it for you it's as well as getting the value and being able to the person potential seller it's also about the strategy of how you're going to sell the property or what makes you you get that across i want to what did you sell them? What was the house like? How much more of a home report did you get? Can you demonstrate to me that you're the one I should do? So it's not about how I get sold it. Did that work for you? And so it's really important to challenge that as well and to demonstrate that when you're working with an agent. Um, today, we want happy sellers. We want them to prosper in their new properties. We want them to have positive futures. What would be your final ideas? For someone in regards to making sure they didn't overprice it, what would be your final words on it? Yeah, my, my final words to kind of wrap up today would uh, be obviously, yeah, I mean, yes, I mean, <laughs> for five residents and things, we really want to like, the, you want selling and, and the whole marketing process to be a happy uh, process and not something that you reflect back on negatively and, and feel like you didn't get the achieve what you you were supposed to. And um, that is what we always set out to do is to have happy sellers and really have a good experience and have got feel like they got the price point they want but on the flip side the buyers also got the property they wanted for the price they wanted and and to marry that up and have that uh, work together um as quite a, a good skill to have and um that is ultimately what our um our objective is as an agent um, and basically helping you manage that whole process of selling and buying and marrying it up together and and i think if you've got a good agent they will be able to do that and that's what yeah. I think the whole process worth uh, investing in a good agent. So, I think my word and what we try to do is you know, manage your life as it happens um, yeah. and help you do what you need to do your life. But it's making sure that you have confidence in who you engage, have they demonstrated to you where values come from, have they demonstrated why they're different, that they are the right person for you to go with, and have they priced the property right and evidence that that's going to be the key for you to be able to get your happy ending yeah because yeah. ultimately it's not just selling houses <laughs> no there's a lot more to it yeah definitely well, but, um, yeah, that, yeah that was great Terry. thanks very much for that if you want to read it then it literally is a five meters examples if you want to delve into the article further by all means feel free to do like if you have any questions once you watch this either now or later Feel free to reach out to us. More than happy to help answer the questions that you may have. And the next thing, it's Perry by Portisfee. Richard, thanks for coming on the show. That's have a great day. Take care, all. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye.